Welcome to the Class of the Little Sass podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Millspaw, best-selling author and award-winning motivational speaker with over 20 years in the personal development industry. I believe that the more you know, the more you grow. With each podcast episode, I will educate and empower you, girlfriend to girlfriend style, on how to create a happy life from motherhood guidance, career and business advice, to feeling confident in your relationships and everything in between. This is Real Talk Radio. Let's jump right into today's episode. Hi, girlfriends. Guess what? I cannot even pause. I have to do this podcast right now, and it's a bonus podcast. I have to do my movie review of Barbie. Barbie the movie with Margot Robbie and everyone else that we love, like Ryan Gosling and all the other pretty people. There was lots of wonderful talent. Um, I just, I don't want to even list the whole cast. Even Will Ferrell was in it and John Cena. I mean, there's a lot of surprise actors in this movie. And my daughter, her boyfriend, and my date saw it last night. And I really wanted to just get on the mic today, do a bonus episode, right in the middle of a six-part dating series. Why not talk about Barbie, right? You know, like, let's just do some pattern interrupt here. And I can't help it. That's what this platform's all about. It's my duty to inform the audiences out there of all the good things and life has to offer. So I'm going to jump right in. I've had so much fun with this movie. I think I first saw, oh, was it over a year ago? My daughter, of course, immediately when she, we, there was just a glimpse of a trailer and we knew who the cast was. And I'm like, yes, I cannot wait. When does that come out? So, of course, we pre-purchased tickets, made a big deal about it. You got to wear hot pink if you're going to go watch it. You cannot watch it in regular colors, okay? Now, my daughter is obviously a little rebel. She's very, 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 very different than her mom and was in all black along with her boyfriend, but that's okay. My date wore even light pink, so kudos to him. Um, Ironically, though, just to back up a bit, of course, I'm a Barbie fan. You know, like who didn't grow up in the 70s and 80s and not be? I mean, it was just it was just a staple of our toy box, right? But I have to like give a little, and for those that don't know, and forgive me if you've heard this before and you're going to hear it again, I had the nickname Barbie growing up and it was only in high school, moving to a new school. I didn't ask for it. I didn't even know they were calling me that. Some thought that was my real name. I'm like, oh no, I don't, you and me confused with somebody else. My name's Carrie. Yeah, okay. I don't know who Barbie is, but maybe there's another new girl that just started. You know, and this is the sophomore year of high school. Like that's not awkward enough. But now you've you've given me a nickname that I didn't ask for. Now, in all my personal defense, I of course, <laughs> girls, <laughs> we loved all the colors, right? Okay, so picture it's, it's 1989 is when I moved down to a different location in Michigan. And moved away from my hometown of Traverse City. And it was quite an adjustment, a little painful, a lot painful, if I'm being honest. But that was the era of not just hot pink, Barbie pink, girls. We wore fluorescent pink, yo. We wore the neon colors. We got the neon pinks, the greens, the turquoise, the yellows, all of them. Bright orange. Oh, can we just bring that back? 
I literally just painted my nails like a bright orange. So can we can we bring that back? That would be fun. Um, and not just for the 80s parties, but you know, just because I think everything is a little more fun with some bright ass colors. Think about how happy everybody would be with more vibrancy in their life. I'm a color girl, so I'm, I know my daughter, if she would ever listen to mom's podcast, which I doubt she would ever do, is cringing right now thinking of that color. Like her idea of color is maybe like a smidge, black, black, black on black and black with like a little bit of green or a little bit of red or a little bit of blue. <laughs> That's just her. We're so opposites. I have the white car. She has the black car. Her bedroom's all black. Mine's all white. You know, love her dearly. She dyes her hair black. Maybe she's trying to tell me something that she's trying to be the opposite of mom. And you know what? More power to her. I am all about you be you. You do you. That's what this is all about. This confidence boosting podcast. So, so we watched the movie last night. I have the nickname Barbie. So obviously it's a joke. I had some people messaging me on social media and kind of joking, sidelining me, DMing me going, those that remember me from high school, you know, kind of joking about, oh, they finally made a movie about you. Ha ha ha. Or are you, you know, are you in the premiere? Are you going for free? Did you purchase tickets? They just let you in. How does that work? And it's all fun and games. I get it. <clears throat> in my defense, I did not see the Barbie semblance at all. I grew up playing Barbie. Yes, I had blonde, blonde hair and blue eyes. And, and just a closure, there is some spoiler alerts. If you've not watched the movie yet, I won't give away too much, not enough for you not to watch it. And I'm not going to tell you if it's okay if your daughters can watch it. I will tell you that I sat next to like a four or five year old who seemed to be very well behaved, but it did make me, my mommy senses come out a little bit during some scenes thinking, yeah, that's going to go right over her head. Just like any other movie. I don't personally feel that this movie is made for children. I feel like it's made for the women of my era, those that, you know, ages 25 to 65 that grew up with Barbie, you know, and Jets, that's just kind of like the more fun vibe. Those that want to go and visit the nostalgia of Barbie and that recognize images and things that we used to play with and dream about and relate to, I feel it's for that audience. So if you want to take your daughter, go for it. I don't feel like there's anything that's too super cringy, nothing that they might, they might ask you some questions later, but overall it's hilarious. I laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed some more. And it was just what I needed on a Saturday night with so much pressure going on in my personal life right now. I needed that distraction. So you might love that too. and might need that too. It's a perfect summer movie. Perfect. And again, you must wear pink, okay? I saw last night, and this is here in Las Vegas at the Red Rock Cinema <clears throat> over in Summerlin, and there was tons of girls dressed in pink. Make it fun. Make it a girlfriend's night out. You know, that's ironically what I would have done if it was just my daughter and myself and maybe some girlfriends, but we had guys with us. So there, that's kind of that. And even her boyfriend loved it. Her boyfriend, my daughter's boyfriend was like, I really like that movie. And he was looking forward to going. So it's not just a female thing. It's lots of Ken talk in there. And you'll see when you watch it, that it's just giving you a, a whole vibe, a whole vibe. There are some moments where it's a little cringy and you're like, oh, like, you know, talking about goofy genitals and lack of genitals might be a little cringy and awkward. 
There were other parts where Ken kind of goes on a rampage, which makes it again a little more cringy and awkward. Um, violence, there's a smidge, like a tiny, tiny, tiny bit, which made me realize I'm sitting next to a five-year-old. Again, the mommy senses kicked in, but nothing, again, nothing at all. There's no no weapons of mass destruction, so to speak. <laughs> nothing of that nature. I loved it. I clapped through it. I smiled through it. I was in my six-year-old, seven, eight, nine, ten-year-old mindset. So it was a lot of fun. Now, let's just kind of pivot a little bit. Now, growing up, I don't think my dad was a fan of Barbie. In fact, I remember distinctly, and if only my parents knew how backwards my mindset, if you tell me not to do something, I'm going to go do it. I'm such a naturally stubborn girl. I want to know why. And then I'm going to go figure out by myself. I'm going to go figure out why you said that was bad. So I remember distinctly my father, which most of you know, was a pastor um, until I was about 13 or 14. I remember helping out in the nursery at the time and we had an intercom so you could hear the sermon. And most of the time you're not really paying attention, but you do want to kind of pay enough attention to like, okay, kids, time to pick up. I think the service is about over. sounds like they're wrapping up. Those of you old school like me that were raised in a Baptist church, you're like, oh, they're closing with the hymn. Okay, they're they're on verse two. Okay, we got just a few more minutes. Your mommy and daddy are gonna come get you. So let's pick up. So you do kind of pay attention in the background, but overall, I remember hearing the words Barbie. And I'm like, what? My dad's giving a sermon about Barbie. Is he gonna take our Barbies from us? I mean, like instantly. And I'm old enough to babysit, but still interested in Barbie. I think I was probably 10, 11, maybe even 12. And again, I was more of a nursery helper or when it was really quiet, like on a Sunday night or a Wednesday night, and we needed just a couple, yeah, a couple kids, you know, it was more of a lower attendance at that time. So me and my sister maybe would help, help hang out with the kids and just kind of keep the little ones at bay. That would make, you know, some kind of disruption. And I remember dad saying something about the Barbie doll. So Miss Carrie's ears perk up like what? And he was talking about the unrealistic expectations of Barbie and the image it's portraying to children, little girls, you know, overall. And I didn't get the whole sermon. In fact, I doubt he even remembers giving this sermon considering the time frame. He might be fun little question around the holidays, you know, hey dad, do you remember when you preached about Barbie? And I do get what he was saying about it at that time, but, and here comes the spoiler alert, plug yours or fast forward if you don't want to hear it. It's the first, literally first three, maybe minutes, maybe five of the movie that I think is the biggest wow factor. In fact, when it happened, I almost stood up and started clapping. You know me, all this women empowerment, girl, you have the confidence and the courage to do whatever you want. You know me, I'm just out there fanning your flame, inspiring you to go big, telling you what you can be made of. Don't let society tell us what to do. So naturally, I'm going to be a big advocate for this movie because it resonates with how I feel, how I see the world, and what I do in my own personal brand. It's going to hit home. It hits hits me in the right spot, you know, just those core values being a a family, coming from a big family of nothing but females. Oh my goodness, we're just inundated. (laughs) I've come from a family of four girls and a boy. My mom's the oldest of eight, five girls and three boys. And it's just all around us, cousins and aunts and relatives and nieces and all the things, a daughter. I love it. 
go girl. That's my, my, should be my tagline, just go girl. So those first few minutes, it shows us being trained and programmed as little girls to just play with dolls. And what is it programming us to do? Just be mom. Your life is all about just being a mom. That's all you're good for girls. Just keep producing, learn to take care of a baby. And there's nothing wrong with playing house. There's nothing wrong with playing with dolls because Lord knows I did it. Boy, did we ever, me and my little sister, that's what we did most of the time. But that other part of the time we play with Barbies. So the beautiful part about the opening is that they're showing this like archaic version of like the caveman. That's the impression I got. The little girls are not looking like cave dwellings, but they are like in the desert, in the rocks, you know, before time, before time became time. We're playing with dolls because we're being programmed to be moms. And again, there's nothing wrong with being a mom. But we're more than that. And I'm going to preach to you about that so many times. And it's all throughout my book. If you haven't got gotten that, um, if you haven't gotten on the waiting list, that's coming soon. It's publishing this fall. So the beauty of that is we're more than moms. We're more than just reproduction. We're more than dirty dishes and diapers. We get to be anything we want. I don't get to just be mom. I get to be mom and or if you choose not to be a mom, you get to be her, that version of yourself, whatever that looks like. Stop letting society shape you, mold you, shame you, make you feel like you're not enough, make you feel like you've done something wrong because you didn't fit into this box that it created for you. There's no cookie cutter woman out there. That is the modern day woman. She's not a cookie cutter, anything. She gets to be whatever she wants. She gets to write, draw, paint that picture any way she wishes it to be. That's the beauty of today. That's the beauty of July, 2023, as I am literally recording this. July 23rd, 2023 to be exact. So dad's message kind of stamped home. But then that reminder of the very beginning of the movie kind of made full circle moment in my head. I had this little memory. My dad preached about this. And this, of course, was in the 80s, early 80s, mid 80s at most. The mindset of, you know, what kind of messaging are we giving little girls? Now, again, in the opening of the movie, it shows these little girls playing with dolls. And then all of a sudden Barbie shows up and the, and the girls start to smash their dolls and tea sets. Like, screw this. We want this new impressionable mindset. Cause if you take a close look, what is Barbie portraying? That she's rich. Oh my gosh. God forbid Barbie makes her own money. Oh, <gasps> No, we can't have that. She's just supposed to stay home and do the ironing and do the laundry. Barbie gets to have a career. Barbie gets to be a doctor. I mean, you think about all the different Barbies out there. Maybe she's a trainer, an instructor. She's more than a dog walker. She is more than a mom. She's more than just, you know, she gets to be career Barbie, astronaut Barbie. Do your own research at what the messaging that Mattel has given to us. That Barbie's limitless, right? Isn't that a lot better than just procreate girls, go, go have 12 babies and you're going to like it. Just be that. Again, God gave us this beautiful, beautiful gift, this natural nurturing DNA that's hard coded in us, not to mention our reproductive sources that we get to bring new life. That's an honor. 
a 100% a gift. Some mamas out there get it. Some wannabe mamas didn't get it. And you know what? I hug you virtually. Love you. But I'm sure there's a way also for you to adopt, still be a mother to someone, a mother figure, a wisdom maker, you know, that mentor, that beautiful person, whether it's your fur babies you love, whatever it looks like. It's hard coded coded in us to nurture somebody, whether it's our own flesh and blood or not. It's just a part of us. It's in that human 2.0 DNA that God made when he created Eve. So it's okay. It's okay to want to be a mom of 12, but those babies grow up and then what? Oh, grandbabies carry, grandbabies come. Yes, maybe. But at the end of the day, if you live vicariously through your children all the time, you lose yourself. They go off to college. Then what? I feel empty. I don't know who I am anymore. Sister, I've been trying to tell you to have a side hustle this whole time. You've got to find your value and worth outside of raising your babies because it will leave you feeling so empty. You will feel like this void, this empty, vast canyon inside of your heart when they leave and move on. And it will happen. And you might not recognize it right away where you're thinking, wait a minute, why do I feel so weird about my 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 kids going to college or getting married or whatever that next step is or just moving out in general or getting their own career? Why does this feel weird? Why does this kind of feel like I'm not needed anymore kind of feeling or who am I? So many women go through this. I I have to just hug you. <laughs> and those that aren't gone, haven't gone through it yet, it's coming. Get ready. And the best way to get ready is to find out who you are now. Somewhere along the way, you lost yourself in wanting to be a wife. You start to lose yourself a little bit. Then you want to be a mom. You start to lose yourself a little bit. Then your kids grow up and you're like, I don't know who I am anymore. Maybe I'll just get a lot of pets or volunteer. Girl, get your side hustle. Nothing feels better than having your own brand or value or worth or volunteering or being the chair member of this, head of that, organizer of something that makes your heart sing. You need to feel value. You need to feel worth. You have to have a purpose and passion to wake up every morning and really get to know yourself. That self-worth is priceless. I always joke, as soon as I created my own personal brand, I was like, I got it. I don't need anybody. I'm so happy. I feel like I found my place in this world. I have a voice now. The things I do matter. I I need to share this with the world. It's better than sex. And I really like sex. And I say that with kind of cheeky. It's, it's this lighted fire inside of you where you get to co-create with Jesus co-creator mindset of what else can I do? What else can I do? What else is possible? How does this get to be the best day ever? All these mindset affirmations that go through your head, like what else? You get to create your own mini miracles instead of, you know, living life on repeat. Same thing every day, get up, get the kids to school, do your chores, get the groceries. I mean, can you feel it in my voice? La la la, same thing. Clean a toilet, scrub the bathtub. I mean, come on, girls. There's more to life than that. You can hire someone, empower another female that's got her own cleaning business to do that stuff. Empower a sister, a sisterhood. 
you know, not just sister, sister, but sisters, nieces, nephews, <laughs> not talking about family here. Talk about your girls, empower her. She's got a cleaning company. Get those people in there. That's her business. Empower someone that's, that's also a single mother or whatever that looks like. That's also looking for her brand and finding out her way of adding value to this planet. That's what I took away from Barbie, more or less, especially in the first five minutes. That was the wow factor. That was the what? Are you kidding me? And all the memories flooded towards me fast of dad's sermon, my nickname in high school, which again, I think I was the last to know it was even my nickname. Caught me off guard. Um, again, I blame it on the hot pink. It was I wore all those bright colors on the very first day of school. Can't blame them. But more importantly, I really, really feel super awesome about that that little subliminal messaging throughout the movie it had a great message. The other part was, and I love that Mar Margot Robbie was considered stereotypical Barbie. And I say that with air quotes because I, you know, can't see me. And that's fun because we do have a stereotypical Barbie. And then there's all the other Barbies which have faces like everyone else on this planet. And that I love that Mattel has grown the brand so that it's relatable to women of all shapes, sizes, colors, nationalities, culture, everything. <laughs> there was a weird Barbie in there, which was so much fun. I could totally relate to weird Barbie. Oh my gosh, I totally busted up a, my sister knows this. We ruined a Barbie. We cut her hair. We colored it with marker. She was punk rock Barbie, you know, hello, mid eighties. And I could relate to that Barbie. She's awesome. So again, it was just the, all the fun little innuendos, the relatable factors. It was hilarious. Just the fun of, yeah, Barbie doesn't walk. We just carry her everywhere. And how did she get dressed and all this magical things that just happen and, and how, you know, realistic and non-realistic it really is you know barbie's dream house is had an elevator some some had stairs i don't really remember the stairs some had water slide looking features how did barbie get up from the you know the top floor to the bottom floor and all the fun things you know and we as children didn't have the money for all the extra barbie accessories we had a ton of Barbies and I think we counted like 80 some and maybe one or two Ken dolls. He was having a blast with them 80 girls, huh? It's like Ken's harem, you know, if you think about it, maybe it was GI Joe's harem more or less because my brother had a GI Joe doll and we all stole that. Sometimes Barbie wanted to go on a date, you know, she got all dressed up for nothing. She's not, can't have girls night every night. And the movie kind of jokes about that too, girls night and poor Ken not knowing where his place is. And Ironically, we used to do the same thing. We would just go steal my brother's G.I. Joe doll, you know, and hey, Barbie likes a rugged man with some scars on his face, a little facial hair. Maybe that's where, maybe that's where my taste in men comes from. I like the facial hair. Comes from G.I. Joe. Ken was too pretty. <laughs> he was too, and you'll see in the movie that Ryan Gosling is just a little too pretty. I, a lot of makeup on him. So I loved the movie. I loved everything about it. Another part that I really, really like is that the marketing as a marketing queen that loves a good online marketing, digital marketing, whatever that looks like, physical marketing, brand recognition, public relations. That's just in my DNA forever. You know, it's the fun part of business. I love business, but I love the get the communication out. And that avenue is marketing platforms 
communication platforms such as blogging and video and public relations and media, all that's so yummy and juicy in a business for me. You might not relate, but for me, seeing all the Barbie branding, girls, Mattel must have given away their life. Like, here you go. The most, I don't know what the number was, but it was a super generous marketing budget. <laughs> the sky's the limit. And some of it might have been in the budget and some of it just might have caught on like wildfire. And that's what happens with your brand. So I'm shifting kind of into the business part of all of this. And what I saw and learned was that, yes, Mattel and Barbie is a brand that's been around forever. 60 plus years Barbie's been in the making. The brand's evolved. The logo's evolved a little bit. It's kind of shifted. I can still relate to the older version Barbie logo more than the newer one. It just kind of grabs me. But think about it. I think a lot of it caught on, just caught on fire. Like here in Vegas, we had so much Barbie paraphernalia and pink neon lights everywhere. And now every time you see pink, you think of Barbie. It was a reprogramming. It was a complete rebirth. I don't know if it's a rebirth reignition, you know, adding fire to an old brand and giving it new life. Somebody resuscitated this and they take a lot. I don't have the name of the marketing team off the top of my head. I saw it in a blog, but I can't remember right now. Um, and I might not be able to pronounce it correctly. So let's just save it for you to look up. But whatever they did was phenomenal. It was everywhere, everywhere on huge buildings out here, um, on airplanes. The clothing is everywhere. Um, gosh, don't forget, HGTV, my favorite channel in the whole wide world, is, is doing a Barbie challenge right now. I saw the first episode where they get to create a Barbie dream house. And it's a competition, of course, with all of our favorite HGTV home renovators. You got Jasmine on there from Help, I Wrecked My House. And you've got lots of other faces that you'll recognize as well. It's fun. Oh my gosh, I only watched the first episode. That's all that's come out since the time that I'm recording this. It's so much fun. The hot pink staircase and creating all the bright colors and they get to choose an era. Actually, they get to draw and it's chosen for them an era of Barbie. 50s Barbie, 60s Barbie, 90s Barbie, 80s Barbie, and what their theme of Barbie gets to be with each room of the house. So much fun. If you haven't seen it on HGTV, jump on that, record it, program it, whatever you got to do. I have YouTube TV and I program it into my library and, library and it's so fun to watch. It's way, way, way out of this world. Holy crap. But I love the branding. I love the marketing. It brought new life to Mattel. I see the, the rebirth of it all. You've got to do what you got to do. When the sky's the limit, that's what it takes, my friends. If you've got a brand, it's got to be recognized. It's got to be shoved in your face, whether you like it or not. You're going to feel like when you're branding your business and launching it, like you are repeating and annoying people, but that's what it takes. Guys, that's what it takes to get your brand out there. It's got to be in their face and you're going to sound like a broken record. Repeat, 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 repeat. But it works. We've seen Barbie paraphernalia and marketing for this movie for over a year, which leads me to another cliff note. Write this down too. You have got to launch yourself before the product's even ready. You've got to create buzz. You've got to be in their face over and over and over and over again. Same with writing a book. You don't wait till the book's published to launch it. 
you're already talking about it a year before it's even gone out. I've been talking about my book for three years and that girl's finally going to be published and shiny and pretty by this fall. Finally, you've got to create buzz factor. You've got to constantly be in their face. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? And it's going to feel like you're a broken record. It's going to feel like you're annoying your audience, but that is how you do public relations. That is how you do marketing. That is how you launch a campaign is you constantly get it in front of your people. So then when it's finally ready, what do you got? Sold out tickets. Yes. Sold out theater just like this weekend. It was crazy, crazy buzz over this movie coming out. I love to see that because I learned so much from it. I'm reminded that I've got the right PR strategy in place. It's all so yummy. It really, really is. It's so much fun in business to see what big dollars can do, the impact it can create. If somebody's putting Barbie on their own private jet or a plane, come on, you have made an impact. They're not getting paid. It's starting to take off organic marketing. I'm talking about it. I'm branding it on a on my podcast. I'm putting out images with Barbie logos on it. What does that say? When you've got influencers out there doing it for you organically, you have made an impact. Now you know your campaign took off. And again, Barbie is not new news. Just remember that when you're starting your business. She's been around a bit, 60 plus years. But we've never seen it in our face like this before. Sure, Christmas time, Christmas catalogs, it's time to time to look for your wish list. And maybe you have little girls you're shopping for and you're kind of curious of what's out there and what's the new new latest Barbies. But let's be real, that's the only time we're really looking at it. We're not thinking about Barbie all the other times of the year, it's just birthday parties. Oh my goodness, speaking of birthday parties, you know there's gonna be so many more. Barbie themed birthday parties. We're going to be Barbie themed bachelorette parties. I can see it now. There's going to be Barbie themed everything. And it's just so much fun that we're bringing that fun hot pink, which I have kind of taken on as my personal brand a long time ago because I like it. It's fun and vibrant and it's girly. That's who I, that's who I work with women. <laughs> Why would I pick anything else? So it's just, it reminds me that there is new life you can bring to your brand. So if you feel like it's been on stagnant or on neutral for a while, learn from the Barbie strategy. I'm going to start coding it that, bringing it back to life, giving it a new brand, a new image, a new event, something to look forward to. What can you do in your business today to take away from this larger than life brand that has gone above and beyond to the point where now we're all programmed as Pink now for sure means Barbie, not Hello Kitty, not any other brand. No one's thinking of any other brands right now, but Barbie. Every time they see the color pink, what can you do? Is it bright orange, which kind of Amazon does influence, but what do you get to have? Branding is so much more than just a color palette. Now it starts there. I mean, a lot of you guys overlook that one. Don't even think about it. Just, it's more than just your face more than just a Barbie doll. She's got a logo. She's got font. She's got all kinds of things. There's so many parts and fun pieces to personal branding that I love. That's the yummy part of the business that I do. I love working with a brand because then I get to explode it. First, let's make it worthy of being 
on launch, on on shout out, on um, blast. That's the word my daughter always used. Mom, put it on blast. <laughs> Make it a brand that's first going to stick and be consistent. You have to be consistent with your brand. You can't go, I'm going to use this logo today and something different tomorrow and another font different. No, girls, the font is even iconic, right? Look at Barbie. Her font is iconic. The color hex code is iconic. You've got to stay on brand. We're programming our audience to recognize us when they see us out there. It's got to be consistent. It's got to be consistent. That is key. If you haven't built a personal brand yet, please reach out to me. I don't know if we'll have the capacity to take you on, but by all means, at least schedule like a quick discovery call to see if it's even possible for you to start there. I would prefer you start with your brand first before you start to go into product creation and launching because your brand's got to speak to the volume first. You got to get out there first. And there's such a nice way to just kind of edge out, dip a toe into the pool first without jumping in head first into the deep end. But by all means, start there. If you've already created a company and you've not done the personal brand part yet, it's okay. You can still do a rebrand because it just gives us an excuse to do more PR. Hey, look, we're rebranding. Check out our new look. Check out our new website. Check out our new products. Check out everything we've done. Nothing more fun than a rebrand to an existing business. We do that too. And it's okay. It's not too late for you. If you're feeling that, oh, we did this so wrong, Carrie. I just jumped in. I was taught to just do a list build. Yeah, I know. Me too. But brand is important, right? What would Barbie and the movie do if it didn't have a brand? No one could replicate it. It couldn't organically be on t-shirts everywhere that you look, right? And you know what it is because it doesn't say Barbie in a different font. It says in Barbie's font. And yes, there are two out there. I've done some research, but the hex code and all of the colors are the same. So a little bit more about Barbie the movie as I circle kind of back and kind of shorten this up a little bit. I loved the reverse kind of oh, psychology, I guess, that they did in this movie. It was so cool because Barbie land, women control the world. Reality land, we already know that because we live there. Men control the world. And that's kind of sad. That's the, that was kind of the ooh, cringy part where I was like, ooh, there's some truth to that. Damn. They just shoved it right in our face, blatantly obvious in this movie. And what can we do about it, girls? We're just as brilliant, if not more. We see things differently. We feel things differently than men. Why don't we get to be the CEOs and the CFOs and the COOs of big companies? And I'm not talking about just your own brand. Why not go after the career you've always wanted? What is stopping you? Because there's only less than 7% of the CEOs of big corporate America is women, less than 7%. Girls, what are you doing? Why are you letting the men lead? We get to be leaders too. In fact, we lead differently. We lead a more intuitive way. We lead from our heart. We lead from a mix of logic and a mix of emotion, which is super important. That brings that emotional intelligence to the corporate sector to the world. That's important. It's huge. I've worked with big companies such as Microsoft, 
And I've worked with even the littlest, tiniest personal brands in your neighborhood. I've worked with all of them and I've seen it over and over again that it's still very male dominated. We lead differently. We we lead intuitively with a sense of empathy. Not that there isn't men out there doing it. I'm just showcasing. I'm definitely not bashing on my, my, my men out there. Okay. I love y'all. In fact, I, I like, I enjoy working with a male dominated company. Not, no offense. They kind of just jump in and make it happen. They don't second guess themselves. Women can sometimes overthink things, but we have a lot of generous qualities we bring to the table too. We've got the emotional quality. Um, the EQ versus the IQ. We got that emotional intelligence that is so huge right now. And that relator factor where we can feel into things a little differently because again, we're a mix of logic and emotional, you know, that EQ part. We've got that intuitive factor where we can feel into, well, let's put off this until this time. We can look at a deadline and a timeline and not get so programmed into the mechanical part of business where we can go, wait, time out. The timing doesn't feel quite right. Let's put this off a week. I think we'll get better results when our team is back from vacation or whatever, where men sometimes, and I've seen it, I've been right on the sidelines watching this consulting in Microsoft, where the men are, nope, this is the deadline. This is what we're doing. Execute. Without any more thought, they're just looking at a calendar. Like, no, 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 no. There's more to it than that. You're maybe your team's not ready. Maybe they're not trained. Did you think about setting them up for success first before pulling the trigger on this deadline or this launch? You know, like take a step back. Let's feel through it. You know, it's not all about hitting just a number. It's about making sure the number is going to be worthy of hitting, making sure that number is something you can be proud of later, right? <laughs> so proud of it that you're going to hate it coming up the next year because you're like, oh man, those, those Q1 sales were so high. We're going to have to try to beat last year. That sucks. Yes, I get it. But set the bar high. What are you made of? So really truly see what you're made of. Set that expectation high. I love us females as leaders. You know, maybe it's the nurturing side where you actually care about your team. It's not all business all the time. You're on those calls and you're like, so how'd you do this weekend? You know, I heard you were going to try golfing for the first time. How'd it go? Do you hate it? Do you love it? Are you getting yourself a new set of clubs yet? That's the nurturing step back and talk for a minute, relatable side that most women come to the table with as well. Men have it too, but it's kind of one of those things they have to be reminded of. And it doesn't come organically or naturally. So we're just wired different. We all have gifts. God didn't make mistakes. Men and women complement each other so well, especially in the workplace. I cannot stress it enough. So women, what is keeping you from being that next CEO? What is keeping you from applying to that next leadership position that is going to skyrocket and change not only the team and the company's life, but your own personal life? What is keeping you from doing that, from applying, reaching for it, training for it, getting the schooling and the certifications for it? What is stopping you? If it's societal backlash or I'm not worthy or the women in my family, we were just stay-at-home moms. Who am I to go out and break the, this pattern? Why not you? 
do you have a daughter? Do you have a daughter like me where you're like, I hope she's learning something. If anything, I hope she's really inspired by my actions. I don't want her to shrink back. I want her to jump forward. What does that get to look like for you? If you get to reach, 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 what else is possible? You don't, you are so much more than these little stupid limitations you're putting on yourself. Look outside your zip code. Sometimes it's where you live that feels small, tiny, and in a box. I'm getting ready to move back home to my hometown. That feels tiny to me. I feel like I'm kind of going backwards in some instances, but I'm like, wait a minute. No, 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 no. I'm Carrie. I'm larger than life. I've already broken through the box I put myself in years ago. I burned the box. It doesn't exist anymore. I get to be whatever I want to be, regardless of where I live. And if anything, I really, really hope to just generate some mass experience and mass mindset changes in that town. I love my hometown. I can't wait to give back there. I'm going to shake them up. I'm going to give those girls a quick reminder of who they are and who they get to be. You are more than your circumstances. You are more than your surroundings. You are more than your zip code. You get to have whatever you want. We live in a new age where the modern woman is outside the box. There's no box. And the only, in fact, if there's directions on the box, the only way to read them is to get outside the box, right? I'm sure you heard that story. That's hilarious to me. You get to be whatever you want. You're the modern day woman. And that, my friends, is what the Barbie movie was to me. That was my takeaway. I loved the little bit of sexism was just a reminder. I mean, I don't love it, but I love it. It was a quick little slap to reality of, oh yeah, we are still letting the men lead. I love leaders and that's what I create. And you need confidence to be a leader and you need courage to be embrace that confidence. That's where confidence comes from is first stepping out scared. So scared. Get out the comfort zone and be so terrified. It's okay. But that's where confidence comes from is first embracing courage. Like I can do this. Carrie told me I can. What's the worst that can happen? You fail upward. You fail forward. You get to learn and move forward. If you mess it all up, who cares? What did you learn? Let's do it again. Let's do it again. That's how a kid learns to ride a bike. That's how a baby learns how to walk. You try again. You get up and you keep trying again. You keep trying again. Girls, I believe in you. If you haven't seen the movie, go see it. Take your daughters. I don't care what that looks like for you. Make time for it. You will laugh. I guarantee you will laugh your butt off. You will feel all the nostalgia of your childhood. You will feel empowered by the beautiful faces they put in this movie and all the variety of culture. You will love that more than anything. And you will love the the dynamic between Ken and Barbie. You will totally relate to, does men have a place in this picture too? Yes. God created us to work together as teams. It's not one or the other. It's a team. It's a partnership. And I want it to look like that in life, your business, your career, in the corporate world. I am shouting it from the rooftops. This is me on my soapbox, 100%. Big hugs, big love. Go watch the movie. Tell all your girlfriends about this episode. Forward it to everybody. Don't hoard it. I always tell you to do that. Share it with everyone. If someone needs a boost today, they're going to get it from this podcast. They're going to get it from that movie. Thank you, Mattel and every other producer around it. Margot Robbie. Thank you, Ryan Gosling. Thank you, all the other eye candy because they're a ton of beautiful people in this movie. <laughs> Makes you want to go get a facial or get your a new hairstyle. 
Big hugs, big love, guys. Enjoy this episode. I had to get it out right now. And I hope it was all yummy and juicy to you as it was for me just to give it. See you on the next episode. Hi there, friend. If you enjoyed this episode, do me a favor and double check that you're subscribed or following. And if you've got a quick 30 seconds, it would mean the world to me if you could leave me a five-star review and share what you specifically liked about this episode. 